Psalm 97. The Lord reigns. Let earth exalt. Let the many islands rejoice. Cloud and dense fog around him. Justice and judgment to the base of his throne. Fire goes before him, and all round burns his foes. His lightning lit up the world. The earth saw and quaked. Mountains melted like wax before the Lord, before the master of all the earth. The heavens told his justice, and all peoples saw his glory. All idol worshippers are shamed, who boast of the ungods. All gods bow down to him. Zion heard and rejoiced, and Judah's villages exalted because of your judgments, Lord. For you, Lord, are most high over all the earth. You are greatly exalted over all the gods. You who love the Lord hate evil. He guards the lives of his faithful. From the hand of the wicked he saves them. Light is sown for the just, and for the upright of heart there is joy. Rejoice, O you just, in the Lord, and acclaim his holy name. Uh, a couple things I want to point out from uh, Robert Alter's notes that I thought was really interesting. One is um, when it talks about uh, Zion heard and rejoiced and Judah's villages exalted because of your judgments, Lord. The word villages is actually daughters. And um, so Robert Alter made a decision to translate it as villages. And the idea is that um, Zion, which is Jerusalem, uh, heard and, and rejoiced. And then Judah's, instead of daughters, Judah's villages exalted. The idea of villages surrounding Jerusalem being like its daughters. Lovely imagery. I am so glad to have seen that. Don't know if that's the right translation uh, because Judah's daughters um, works pretty well there too. Um, so I'm just not sure. Uh, the other thing he pointed out is um, there is sort of a, an envelope structure um, also sometimes called a chiasm. Uh, of course, you know, chiasm is <laughs> a Greek term, so envelope structure probably makes more sense. You see it a lot in Hebrew. Um, but the very first um, section and the very last section um, sort of balance each other in a way. Uh, and the first section talks about how um, fire goes before him and all around him burns his foes. His lightnings lit up the world and the earth saw and quaked. And so this idea of the fury of God represented by light and, and fire. And then at the end, it says, light is sown for the just, and for the upright of heart there is joy. Rejoice, O you just, in the Lord, and acclaim his holy name. And so light in the end is a blessing for the just. Um, not exactly sure if this is the right metaphor, but Robert Alter talks about how um, light is sown um, is, uh, indicates that there's something to do with um, how sunlight is so important for plants. Uh, and uh, I think that's a, just a lovely all around image. Um, again, he uh, translates uh, ungods instead of idols. Uh, all idol worshipers are shamed who boast of the ungods. All gods bow down to him. Um, and there's sort of a complicated, almost uh, paradoxical sense of um, the idol worshippers, the ungods, and then all the gods bow down to him. It's it's like, what are they? Are they really idols and um, false gods, not real gods? Or are they gods but subservient to the Lord? And um, there's no answers. This is a common thing in Psalms um, where we like to think of, of sort of a filled theology where 
there's one God, monotheism. Uh, he has three persons, uh, very complicated um, uh, theology from Christianity, uh, which is correct. It's true from the Bible. I, I fully believe it. Um, and then there is uh, angels. Um, they're not gods, but they're angels. And then there are demons and Lucifer, and they're also not gods. And there's no room in any of this for um, for these gods um, that people used to believe in and still do in, in certain places around the world. Um, uh, so that's the way we like to think of it theologically. But when you step back into the world of the Psalms, it's not that clear. What what are these things? Do are you know? Does there exist um, a god or gods that are not God that can bow down to God? Um, it's complicated, and I think we um, we lose a lot when we try to jam um, the word of the Lord into our theology. I think there's an amount of arrogance there. Um, and then, uh, once again, there's a strong sense of uh, how we are called to hate evil, and uh, and that in return, um, God is is guarding the lives of His faithful, and and He's saving us from the hands of the wicked. Um, this is the constant thing throughout the Psalms. I, you see it so many times, and and honestly, throughout the Old Testament of of why is it that um, evil is allowed to persist? And uh, and why don't we live in a world that's free of it? And how do we resist it? And what's God's role? And all these things are because um, as of yet, the Messiah has not been revealed, um, which as a Christian, I believe that was, was Jesus who was the Messiah and uh, found a way for us to overcome evil once and for all. And we look forward to his victory in the end. Um, but even if you aren't a Christian, I think there's a strong evidence that the Psalms foresee a time when God is victorious, um, whatever way it is. It doesn't know what way that's going to happen, um, but we know that God is victorious. And so um, we struggle. We strive in this life. We try to do our best. We try to deal with evil and adversity and um we try to, to stay above the water, uh, but ultimately it's all in God's hands. He's the one who does it, and he's going to save us um, from all of the troubles and difficulties and fears that we face here on earth. Uh, so I will talk to you next time I record.